This is some sad Lionel Richie music tonight. I, feel, I do feel it, Kevin Ricker. I do feel it. I mean, 17 weeks happened so fast. 17 weeks did happen so fast. And Lionel Richie does elicit, I think, the proper emotional response to the season being over. Yeah. And to... Did you get inspired by saying Lionel Richie on the Dick Clark's New Year? No, I, I'm inspired by it. Fall Love comes to a sudden end. You make a <laughs> mixtape to try and get back what you can of the memories. So glad you're in charge we're, of you. we're here to talk about the memories on the Audible. And this is our season finale of After the Whistle, the official Redskins after show of Hogshaven. And we are covering our favorite TV show. That is Redskins Football Season 84, Episode 17. This is it. After the Whistle is over after tonight. And just like a lot of things are over after one... one, one Maybe a rash decision on Kirk's part. It came fast. Uh, it it was final, and that was it. There she goes. There she goes. Right out of our lives forever. Right out of our lives forever. Let me just make sure everyone knows. I got T Stracken sitting right across yo. from me. Yo yo. Matt, the real deal. Hey. Seal. Of course, Kevin Ricca, Ken Marangolo. I was there. It was shocking. I was shocked. Um, Were you shocked? Yeah, I was. Shocked. I was shocked. Shocked. The New York Giants actively didn't care about winning. Like, they ran their running back into our defensive line of scrimmage three straight times and punted more than once. And, you know... I know a lot of Redskins fans, maybe the players, I got I hope not, but people were waiting for the backups to come in and waiting for the Giants to give up. They gave up. They were giving it, they gave, they were giving it away to keep guys healthy, and, and we couldn't beat that at the end of the day. Nope, we couldn't overcome it. You're right, though. The most conservative game plan in the history of the New York Giants in the last 50 years. Yes, they had the starters out there. But like you said, it didn't matter. They were dinking and dunking. When Eli fought pressure, felt pressure coming at one point. Oh, he ducked like a yes. He ducked like when Peyton used to chase him through the house like he was going to pummel him. Exactly. We all knew what we were dealing with at that point. Yeah. But at one point, you knew they were going to take a shot. Yep. I mean, they had to. Who cares? You know, it's a safe play. You know, throw it out of way. I also don't really. I mean, I I know they didn't take them out, but. You know, I, I do believe that at that level, you can't really take a week off. It's not like they're going to just get into the playoffs and start, you know, picking up where they left off. they got to stay sharp, and I think that's how they played, and that's why they're a playoff True. team. Yeah, but I, think, I think it was a big difference between what a playoff team is and what a playoff team isn't. Sure. And that's not a dig at the Redskins. It's not, because I think we're going to talk about it. The overall picture is still great, as disappointing as that was. It, it just... The way the game ended, though, as you said, Ken, it couldn't have ended worse. It couldn't have ended worse heading into the offseason. For the frail fan base that we have, that was all the fuel that so many, so many flip-floppers needed heading off into this offseason. Well, we'll get to that, sorry, Kevin. But I I will say... I'm sorry. I brought it up. No, no. And, you know, obviously we're going to get to it. I wasn't shocked that this all happened. so much, so much of our fan base has only been used to the dumpster fire, and I think we need a psychologist on this show. I think that that the losing. I thought Pete Sweaty was the. I think he is. He's the closest thing we have. Good evening. 
the doctor is I'll in. I'll tell you right now, if, if you get a true psychologist in the show, I'm out. All right? <laughs> I'm not recording anything. I'm just saying. Just write that down. It's like a, it's like a warm blanket for this fan base in some respects. When the season is over and we're not in the playoffs, it feels right. It's comfortable. It just over a long period of time. I mean, I'm just... Listen. No, it's it, like, doesn't, I, it doesn't feel right. It's not a warm blanket. I, I know you're trying to... It, we got numb to it yeah. here. We got numb to it. And now, thankfully, we're not numb to it, and it, and it sucked. It pissed me off. Well, people are acting... After that game, people are acting like it's 2002 or three or four or five no. or any of those years no. again, and it's not. Uh, the fire this guy, can that guy. I mean, there, there's changes that will be made, but th- this team is absolutely not in blow-it-up territory. I mean, it's, not, it's foolish to even suggest that you would scrap the progress you've made over the last two years, given the, the, the lack of progress you made for 19, 20 years. You, you keep the train going somehow, some way. You figure out a way to to, to keep this thing, you know, go, going forward. We were ahead of schedule last year. The NFC East division and the, the record and the play, the, the uh, uh, playoff game, um, it, it was unexpected. It was great. Uh, I'm glad they did it. This eight seven one. I think T. You said it a couple weeks ago as we were kind of coming down the home stretch. Eight seven one says it all about this team. They were just yeah. just a hair above. But I also average. said I wasn't going to be. I wasn't going to be. Uh, I mean, I'm disappointed, but in the big scheme of things, uh, it wasn't a must make year. If they didn't make the playoffs, it doesn't mean that they're still not headed in the right direction. I think they're headed in the right direction. They got a bunch of shit they got to do. You yeah, know, a bunch of money to do season, it with. Bunch and, of money to do it. Concentrate on the defense and all that. Again, we'll get into all that. But. I'm still positive about the big picture. Yep. It was just such a bad way to do it. And, 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 and the fact they came out so flat. Again. Again. You know? And, and I don't know who to hang that on. I mean, look, you guys are it's getting all, paid a ridiculous amount of money. Even the guy getting the, the, the smallest paycheck is getting paid a ridiculous amount of money for you to come out flat on something where, where you can extend your season and get more money. And, I mean, come on. Seriously? Better- is that the coach? Or is it is it players? I will professional at this level. I put it's it's these players, players need to have the finger pointed directly at them. If they need, if they need Gruden to get them excited to get into the playoffs, they're they're, they're in the wrong profession. Here's a memo. I agree. Here's a memo to but FedEx then the, Field. But then the great, the, the best head coaches, other than maybe maybe Bill Belichick's not a rah rah guy, but they respect the hell out of them and they play for them. Yeah, well, the whole country. Uh, you know, but I, you know, a lot of a lot of the great coaches get that credit for being able to get their teams ready at the right times. Joe Gibbs did it. Here's a little memo to FedEx Field. Cause this is the second time they did it, and you guys didn't don't get this. Uh, who who aren't at the game? Um, they got. Uh, I think it's Lou Holder comes on at halftime and does like a live sh- uh, shot. Um, talks about some maybe some uh, league stuff, uh, but mostly covers the first half. Well, in the Carolina game. And in this game at halftime, it was all playoff scenarios on, you know, basically like not saying like if we win. I mean, we're down. We're down to the New York Giants. And I'm watching a guy on the Jumbotron at FedEx Field tell me whether I'm going to Atlanta or Seattle. And laying, and laying it all out. And, and he never a mere mention of the game at hand. I mean, it's half. I, I'm telling you, they did it at Carolina and they did it against the Giants. Um, we were talking about it in the stands. I couldn't. We couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe it. Like that, uh, I don't know. Both times we were we were losing. Both times, it. what's that? That jinxed it. 
I don't, I don't believe in jinxes, but I believe in hubris. I mean, why not? I mean, we're we're not we weren't talking about we're, we we were losing in both games, and they're sitting there acting like okay, we're going to win this game, and then then we're going to do this. It was sponsored, so it had to go at that time. Oh, I just thought I just thought it was it was they've done a lot of awesome things at FedEx over the years to get better. The stadium experience, hands down, better today uh, than it was at times over the last fifteen years. This this was a bad move. This was a ter- this was, to me that was, was a bad move. As a guy sitting there, I maybe I'm I'm, I'm being very sensitive about it right now, but I don't want to be sitting there among. I mean, think about it. I'm I'm a, we're, all these Redskins fans. We're in disbelief and shock that this is the team that showed up for this game against the Giants. That we're losing. I mean, obviously, all day long, all we talked about was winning and who we were going to play, and we're going to win this game. And blah, and now we're losing. And I got to see Lou Holder on the jumbotron telling me, okay. Well, this game's in the bag. So, based on the score in Atlanta right now, we're probably going to Seattle. And I'm like, what? Can the segment? Can the segment? We're not up. Yeah, I don't give a crap about that stuff. There's, oh. a, that's, there's a separation between t- mm. team and marketing at that point. I mean, this is <laughs> Gruden wasn't like, get out there and tell me we're going to Atlanta. And blah, blah, blah. It had to do with my experience. It didn't have to do yeah, with the sure, team's sure, performance sure. on the field. I hear you. It didn't affect anything at all about what the Redskins I want to know did. what was uh, ruining the players experience that they weren't excited to, you know, possibly extend. I, their saw, season. I heard Deshaun Jackson was seen shaking his head a lot on the sidelines in disbelief that we, I could, I, I was watching him run off the field. Every other play as Maurice Harris ran on, I'm seeing Maurice Harris make some pretty darn good blocks. And I'm, and I'm hearing, I'm seeing on text from people watching on TV, Deshaun Jackson is on the sidelines shaking his head. There's something going on over there. Come to find out confirmation after the game that there was in fact some some you know a little bit of skirmishing going on in our receiving core on the sidelines that that was you know in a number of tweets after the game. Um, I don't know that to me. I, he's I, gone, man. I believed him all year. I hung on for this year. What did you see when you watched him play? I mean, it wasn't he, anything separate than what I've seen forever. See yeah, no, he's. Okay. I mean, okay. it's the diva position. He's not getting the ball. He didn't touch the ball. Obviously, uh, Deshaun Jackson's going to be shaking his head and was it tell- and was it telling that. that if Deshaun Jackson wasn't in the game and and uh, Maurice Harris was Maurice Harris was that it was it was know, late in the game and I'm looking at Maurice Harris on the field or, or, a lot or a run yeah. you know because it was he was the predominantly a blocker or something like that and he made some good He's blocks done. He's told his best friends everyone's talking Everyone about did. it there's no reason no, and that's fine. Oh, that's fine fire that's fine. It is I won't hide my. I won't hide He's my a joy. luxury, not a necessity. I've said it time and time yeah, again. But he was pretty necessary for us this year. Uh, I think Garcon was a little bit more necessary at times, and I'd rather have that kind of necessary. Yeah. We'll agree to disagree with that. Right. I, I love okay. Garcon. Talent-wise, it's not close. A guy you like to root for, a football guy like I am, I love Garcon. Appreciate him way more as a guy we want in the locker room. But we had a tool, and I didn't see him as a luxury tool. I, th- I saw him as a tool that we underused to a point. Who we saw take over a few times. I mean, bailed us out at Philly by running under that ball. And t- I mean, there's, they don't have guys like that just lying around. That's going to be a. They big, almost like seem like they were making problem. a point some days about proving that our offense did, what didn't rely yeah. on Deshaun, which and we, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. But you're absolutely right that I mean Deshaun Jackson is. I mean he's he's elite with a he's capital a freak. E. He's yeah. a freak. He's if a you, freak talent. You could build all. You could build. An offense around him, you certainly could go into stretches of a game and, and force the ball to him if you really wanted to. You could. He's that good. 
Um, he probably gets killed he's in that scenario. He's not old school. He's not likable. He's not a guy that you like, yeah. you know, oh, I used to do that. No, you didn't. That. No it's one used to do that. that. I know he does something yeah. special. I know he does something special. Yeah, he does. But in terms of spending money and making this team can't do it more consistent yeah. and a, 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 a solid playoff contender, it would be great to have him on the team, but I would rather have a PR Garcon who's going to get you the third and four. That, that you absolutely necessarily need. Yeah, but Deshaun did a great job of doing that, too. He, he did from time to time. You're well, right. I, I thought he played, mu- he played much better than I expected him to play. Let's circle way. back on, on the uh, decision-making. The we'll circle back on the decision-making. Let's, let's, no let's, let's do a little, a little award season. You know, hey, we're, it's a season finale. We, got, we, we have a whole body of work to uh, judge some things on. Um, talk about Deshaun Jackson. I don't think he's either of our offensive or defensive MVPs. Um, no. But let's start there. Let's start at offensive and defensive MVPs. Um, T, who do you got? For my defensive MVP, I'm, I'm going to say Josh Norman, just right. simply because I, I think without him, that defense, I hate to say it, was putrid. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm in total without agreement. Him, it's putrid. It was already Is that, is that unanimous? No, with it's him? Not, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's close. Okay, I don't yeah. think it's close either. I, okay. I think he's, 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 he was a stud. Um, everything he was the keystone of anything good that ever happened uh, on if, defense for us. If the guy near him had the football, there was about a one in three chance that we were about to get the football. I mean, while we were on defense, I mean, that, he, he was different. He's, he's special. Sick. He's, sick. he's special. We uh, cornerstone. Thank God he's a Redskin. Can't wait to see um, what he can do. You know, with the, with a few more guys you know, in his posse, and that, that, that's what we're adding. Offensive MVP. We all agree on the defensive side. Uh, offensive MVP. I'm actually going to give the MVP um, for me to Crowder, simply Love because it. I think he, he was there every every game. You know, he, he you could count on him. You could count on when he needed him. He had huge plays. He was consistent throughout the year. Are other guys more special in what they do? Yes. Um, but they weren't always there, or they had, you know, they, had, they were suspended, or whatever it might be. Uh, I think you give your most valuable player to a guy that goes to work with a lunch pail, and and he definitely did that and more, in my opinion. I'm a Kirk guy. I mean, I don't, did you go Kirk, Kevin? I went Kirk. Crowder led the team in touchdowns. I adore him, and he did show up, and he is a guy we need to keep around here for a very long time. But that's our quarterback, man, and our offense is was completely legit and. I think he's blatantly the best player on our team, on our offense. Yeah, I, that, that's where I stand. Um, I don't think there's any any more valuable person than a franchise quarterback on offense. And, and I, Crowder, to me, was, was definitely almost 1B, except for it's clear-cut in my mind. Um, I love Crowder. I, I think it, I, yeah, I'm also throwing in his, his, his return abilities, you know, and, and what he did in the return game. Sure. Oh, his, well, his blocking, he's, a, he's an incredible football player. And I don't think sure, yeah. the beautiful part about this offense, at least my hope is, um, I always think back to, uh, you know, a Santana Moss wide receiver who was really forced into an outside number one for us because we, we just had nobody else yep. some of those years. Um, and, and other years, we didn't even try to get anyone else. You think Darnarian McCants wasn't, wasn't yeah. ready for that slot? Uh, 
He yes, reminds me most of, of Santana, a well, guy that again, who's I think he's going to get to play his position. I think in this offense, he he's not just because we lose to Sean Jackson. Don't people don't freak out? They're not going to throw Crowder James can, Crowder he, out there. He, he can he can stretch the no, field. He's, he's now, he doesn't do he's what he's going to do. What he but does he doesn't do what 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 nobody does what uh, Sean Jackson does. But he can stretch the field. They got other guys who can stretch the field. We're going to be just fine. Um, I think we're going to be just fine. Uh, so don't, don't guys, everyone, you know, calm no, down. no, no, no. I don't. I just don't think anyone can stretch the field like Deshaun Jackson. I get that. No. I just don't know if we yeah. have anyone that's going to stretch the field. It ain't Pierre. It ain't Doxon. Uh, it's going to be our slot. That's not what we want. That's all. Well, we're going to need to find somebody out there. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and no one wants be to hear this. Of opportunity for that. Nobody wants to hear this. But I do think Doxon is going to be a player for next year. Hey, it's a stupid thing to say since he has no. I think not he's really going to be damn field. good for us. I think he's a starter. Uh, on our team next year. So, and that I, I, does he replace um, Deshaun Jackson? Of course not. But he, he definitely replaces Pierre if he's healthy and, and can get on the field. From from a catch standpoint, if I think Pierre's going to get offered a lot of money um, from somebody, and we're not going to be able to match it. That's the reason why I think he leaves. I think the Redskins want Pierre Garcon back. I think they'd be happy to give him um, the kind so of. You de- think they're both gone? I think it's. I I think it, I I do now. I think. It's interesting for Redskins fans. I do. Uh, it's interesting for Redskins fans because a lot of people you, who are just, you know, put themselves in either the Deshaun camp or the Pierre camp. And the people who are in the Deshaun camp will say, well, yeah, well, Pierre got all that space because, you know, who was taking the top of the defense while Pierre was running 17-yard, you know, outs in, in, in that open space. So, yeah, it was Deshaun. Um, where, and the Pierre guys will say, well, uh, you know, listen, who's the guy who's running the hard Nosed, you know, physical routes. You know, who knows he's going to get hit. At, you know, at, you know, at the goal line or on third and four, uh, and that's Pierre. Um, so if they helped each other, they definitely helped each other. I think either one would would stay as good and as effective in our offense. I believe, um, but I think Pierre Garcon had the kind of season, despite Deshaun Jackson helping him, that that a team's going to want to get him. Pierre did just fine without Deshaun before Deshaun got here. Yeah. In fact. Uh, you know, there's a lack of production due to the ball having to be spread around a little bit in the years that they both shared that number one role that we they both think they are. Uh, I don't I don't put those two things hand in hand. Uh, Pierre Garçon's uh, an excellent starting wide receiver. I don't know who's going to give him a ton of money at this age, but then you look at the wide receiver free agent market, and good yeah. lordy, is he sitting pretty up there He's with Deshaun Jackson? Super pretty. Yeah, He's sitting pretty, and you also kind of everyone kind of thinks Deshaun. The beauty for Pierre Garcon is he's not necessarily competing with Deshaun because the team's either yeah. going to have the, their deep threat or they're going to have their possession guy, and both of those guys are going to get paid. I think he's going to get paid, and I think at the end of the day, you know, Kevin, we talked about this before. Um, this isn't going to be an eighty million dollar on offense, forty million dollar on defense team going going forward. Hard decisions are going to have to be made. No. They will, I believe, they will make an effort to keep Pierre. But he's going to be offered money that I don't think we're going to make. It all depends on the Kirk deal and what they have to work with. Exactly. You know what? Let's domino. Let, let's let's, don't let's just, go there. Yeah, don't let's wanna, go there. Don't want to drop it. But that's that's where the starting point's going to be. We'll come back to some of these other. You need some. Later. You need a little bit of help on, on on offense, and it's going to be one or the two. I think. Of, of who I we're think McLovin's telling and then Kirk the that the rest is D. I think McLovin tells but it all Kirk, gets set by Kirk. You want this number? Fine, we're gonna keep, we're gonna pay pay the number. I, I believe the number is known. Whatever the number is, it's gonna keep Kirk Cousins in Washington for a long period of time. Is a no number. This is not is not gonna be a hard nosed negotiation. I don't care what the overall number. is. I don't either. I don't, what I'm saying, T, is I, they're I gonna tell the, him. They're gonna say, hey, here's it. your number. 
but guess, but cap. that's going to keep. But that means no Pierre. That means no Deshaun. That means we get Chris all Thompson. All depends on the salary cap and how it's structured. That's no, all. Well, I'm, I'm talking about for 2017, right. and and that, and I think that, that that is a decision that Kirk will weigh um, in his in his ask to some regard. No, he's not giving us a hometown discount, nor should he. Um, there's no such thing as that anymore. Nope. Until nope, someone's nope. about to retire for a year or two. Nope. So to stick I, around. I, for, I, yeah, that's over. It's over. It, um, but the Pierre versus Deshaun issue, if they do both go, uh, if they do both end up going somewhere, you know, for higher contracts than we have, hopefully it will be because, you know, we spent that money on defense. Because that's, that's going to be their first choice. You could find yourself in a situation, and we have found ourselves in the past, where we, 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 hope we save our money to spend it somewhere, and then, the, and then everyone just goes somewhere else. But that's what I'm saying. So we do save that money, and we do want yeah. to spend it on defense, but we're not going to be a big free agent player. If, if the Josh Norman who pops up, and we went and snuck, you know, that just happened. That happened by accident because Carolina freaked out and decided they were going to take the, the tag off him. What's out there? It's a terrible market, and we're not going to go and get three or four different starters in the free agent market. Nope. I think if we lose that money, we lo- that, you know, we'll still have that space, but what the hell are we going to do with it? I say two. I say we get, we're going to get two uh, potentially defensive starters in free agency, and I think they're going to be cheaper, uh, prove-it guys who are looking for a, uh, a chance. Right. It leaves a ton of money out there. And, and also, which, hap- which we always act surprised about it when it happens in every sport every year, there's going to be a lot of mediocre guys who get paid off because there's teams with a lot of money. But, Kev, we will be big players in free agency. We, we, we're going to have roughly $60 million. You never know how they're going to – because there's going to be some cost-saving measures taken on veterans. Um, you know, the, the, the salary cap will actually probably gain some space. A lot of it's going to go at, at Kirk. Um, but – they ha- they're going to have some room to operate, and as you know, as I said before, and we talked about before, this is a, an opportune time to spend your money in house, um, and, and which is really where I wanted to go uh, when we got to this segment of the show was uh, because I think we all agree, you know, keep Chris Baker, yes, for, uh, Vernon Davis, uh, of course, of course, Chris Thompson, yes, and we have exclusive yes. rights to him, right? Uh, he, he, we, we can match an offer, I believe. He, he's, he's not unrestricted. I believe he's restricted. Chris Thompson? Yes. Is he restricted? Okay. Because yes. Will Compton's also restricted. I think we're going to make a play at him. Um, I'd be, I, think, I think we're going to try to keep him. Um, I, whatever we offer him, I don't think anyone's going to match. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but the interesting one to me, and I hope I'm not missing somebody obvious, but the interesting one to me um, is Ty Inseki. Uh, I I would love to keep a guy like him, but I don't know... If, I don't know if we're going to be able. I, I think someone might might come along. I mean, this Why is wouldn't his only they? Shot. He's Absolutely, he's going to come. He's along. thirty-one years old. You know, he's he's never done it the way he did it in the last two months. He's never played at that level. He's never gotten that opportunity. I think he did good with it. Yeah. Well, I listen. It's a it's a premier position. It is, and like like all premier positions, which, he's a starter you know, in the NFL. He can start. Yeah. There, there's a there, there's a drop off that does not uh, hit. At 32, the drop off at that position, and I don't know, call it 20, call it 25, even. I mean, there's probably 25 awesome tackles in this game, but there's a place for Ty and Seki. I think somebody out there is going to pay him starting money, and I don't think we can compete with that. Yeah. Well, how about this? 
man. Well, I mean, I don't want to get off topic, but you know, Junior Gallet's twenty eight years old. We're gonna just, we, I mean, we're gonna offer him the base or whatever. But I'm glad you brought gonna, him up. He's gonna come back. He's gonna be in Redskins training camp. He's gonna try. Uh, is I that, don't think a lot of people are gonna be beating no, down his door. No, no, nobody is. Right. But he's twenty eight. You know, doesn't it seem like he's like been around forever? And blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. He's only twenty eight. His last yeah. shot. I mean, it really is. Yeah, I don't think if it is, it's going to cost us much. No, it's going to cost us nothing. Yeah. No, no, no. I meant like you know, he's some sort of like wily old. Yeah, I know. I'm just talking, we're talking he's about still free young, agents that we might want to take. Yeah, a, right, I'm you know, bring back. I, I, mean, I don't. I, say, I, I, don't I, I see him sticking around. Achilles, I, I see know. him sticking around. He's going to try it, being hungrier. You know, who knows? Why would he try it anywhere else but here? We've paid him for nothing. That's right. Well, you know what's interesting to me is that if you take the pie, whatever that pie is. I think Chris Baker might cost you a little bit more than you think it's going to, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Too. I think uh, Chris Thompson and and Vernon Davis and and hopefully Will Compton are all going to be affordable, you yeah. know, players. Um, you know, you could take that. You could take the money that you have left over after Kirk and those guys, uh, and you can really make a make a decision to to be to get serious with Pierre Garcon um, if you really wanted to go that route or. I, don't, I hesitate. I'm not. I'm not going to do names. I'm not going to do free agent names in the free agent class right now. Okay, can we just say the D tag from Carolina? Can we just say that if we're not going to do names? Well, he's not going to be. Let, I mean, he's going to be. We talking about short K1 short. Yeah. He, there's no chance. I, I don't believe there's any chance he gets to free agency. Mm. Do you think that he will? No. No, um, I just don't want to say any names, and that's the type of player we need on this football. Yeah, team. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be that type of guy available. If he is, we'll be a player. I think we will. We'll be a player. We'll do everything. We'll move mountains to be financially capable of bringing him in. And, and uh, T, to your point before about the overall positive outlook and the presence of a guy like Josh Norman, not just because they were former teammates, but when you have a player like Josh Norman on your defense, um, he's, tracks he's so good. Yeah, he's that good. Like, he's that good. I think he's also, you know, instilled a, a different – mentality, culture, whatever you want to call it. I mean, because he's come from a winning team, you know, yeah. a winning culture. And, he's a and winner. He, he, he just he, – he stands out differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he I showed think, up on Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think he shows up on Tuesday, yep. you know, Monday and Wednesday, and Tuesday's their day off. So let's surround but, him with you know all these I mean? young defenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them catch yeah, a hold no, of it. Uh, yeah. That works. Uh, I think, yeah, everything gets set by Kirk's contract. I think you, you, you sign one of the two receivers – for again, whatever maybe, it takes. maybe I don't know about whatever it takes, but yeah. you, you do what you can to keep one of those. I think it's more likely to keep Garcon, in my opinion. And then I'm not going to chase Deshaun. And then you you go after that one or two defensive free agents that you really really need any dollar. And then what's left over from that is where you start making sure you secure the Vernon Davises. You know, and, and those guys that we were just talking about. There's any dollar I would spend on any dollar I would spend on Deshaun Jackson, I would I would Depends spend on, what they on defense. Do on the defense. It's first two and guys, foremost, one guy. You know what I mean? Who it is? Yeah, you, you can't don't even, build this future with Deshaun. I just, I just. You I, can't even flirt with him. You can't even flirt with him. I mean, because the money's not for him. Uh, he's jackpot, baby. He ain't. He ain't. He's going where he's going where he wants to go or where the money is. And yeah. I don't think either of that is here. That's correct. Well, we and and that money is is going to be spent on defense somehow. Some way, that's what that's what I'm super curious about. If we're not players in the free agent market, and we need, and it's the worst free agent class in forever from the worst draft four years ago. Uh, 
where are we going to spend it on defense? How who are we going to spend it on? And you're saying like a middle level guy, and I, that's fine. Well, I think you're getting, I don't know if I agree with you, Ken. Like a bunch of Pro Bowls. No, no, not mid level, affordable. That's going to be uh, yeah. Hard. Well, so I, okay, I, and I don't want to do the name thing, but I will. Let, let's talk philo- philosophically about about uh, um, about a, a free safety, an inside backer, or a D lineman, or a D lineman. I'm, I'm probably thinking more D lineman. But the beauty of this, and I was having this conversation the other day with with a buddy who was talking about, you know, we need to uh, an Olivier Olivier Vernon. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yes. Um, type of you know free agent addition. And, and I said, well, first of all, I don't think that guy is going to be available. That kind of guy is going to be available in this free agency class. And secondly, you're, it, it sounds like you're under the um, premise that only that kind of player is capable of coming onto our team and, and you know, earning a starting spot. I think the good news for, for Redskins fans is that there's a lot of guys who are going to be available who could come in and represent upgrades from what we have. So I'm not talking about – we're not targeting mid-tier guys. I'm saying he – I. I believe that McLovin will correctly identify the right hungry guy who... You mean like Kendall Reyes? You know how I feel about Kendall Reyes. Yeah, and I know how you feel about the, the right mid-level cheap guy. Yeah, you're the wrong but guy to be talking about. Guys. No, no, no. I'm talking about McLovin. <laughs> right. McLovin. Hey, Kendall Reyes was a McLovin pick that he that he missed on. Um, he swings and misses. But I he, don't think it was a miss. It was a it was a last year guy. But he also, left he also picked no, Ziggy Hood, it, who it, beat it, him he out. Missed, he missed out there. He missed out west. You know, he had yeah. one more year to show what he could show. It's kind of like a shots on yeah. goal, like yeah. like yeah, approach. That, yeah, you know, yeah, like that was, get as many as you can, and one or two are going to. I mean, he also picked Hood for you because who, they're affordable. Who is a stud. Yeah, for I mean, us. You, you wanted Kendall linear. Reyes. It just yeah. didn't happen that way. I did Sorry. want Kendall. I, well, I want. Really I wanted. You were, you were you were a big fan. I want. Well, I I wanted that to be the story for yeah, us. But did. but but the thing is, we come into the next offseason, There's going to be another guy like that who we're, who's going to be like that, and you know what? Hopefully, he doesn't bomb out the way you know Reyes did. But those guys that we'll be able to sign are going to be upgrades for us, and we'll be happy to have them. They'll, they will be an You're upgrade. Damn right, they'll be upgrades <laughs> over what we have. Well, I mean, if that's if, yeah, it's depending on how high we're going to upgrade is the question. Well, I think you go and who's out there. You go. I, with think, I think another big part of the style equation, player. Another big part of the equation is can we get a starter in the draft? Yeah, well, we yes, have. that's we have. what you got to get. If you can, then you have a little bit more to spend on free agency. I don't know who that yes, would be. Yes, but here's but, the deal, T. We talked about this all year. We are not drafting based on need. So if the, at the 17 slot, we talked about maybe the Alabama tight end being available. And if McLovin loves him, who will draft him? He is not drafting anyone based on team need. He's he, not. He, he drafts so we can McLovin, talk about what we need. McLovin Lord. He knows it more than everyone. But that's just the way the game works. It's not season by season. Every four-year cycle, you're chasing your tail. You're setting yourself up here for the future, not for this next season. So that's going to happen, and Redskins fan base is going to freak out when it does. There's a chance if we lose both receivers, that could be another first-round wide receiver. Oh, so Kevin, Watch everyone's head explode. I said that today. I said today, I said the wild card first-round draft pick for the Washington Redskins to me is John Ross, the receiver out of Washington, because we drafted number 17, Keegan Tier, number 17 overall in the next draft. And a guy like John Ross, who's not going to be the number one receiver off the board, you know who could replace Deshaun Jackson in our offense? John Ross. I mean, uh, that's saying a lot. He has missed a season for, from injury in college, which also kind of makes him a target for us, apparently. Um, but he, he's, he's, he's elusive. He's, he's more fast. more of a slot than an outside and guy, which also makes him Exactly. <laughs> perfect for us. Um, if he's available at number 17, I think he's the kind of guy that would make people throw up when they run that, 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 that there's card. A, there's a 50-50 the that this goes down. There's a 50-50. We take an offensive player in the first round. 
The good news is I don't think there's a center uh, available in the draft who's going to be rated in the f- top of the first round or f- in the middle of the first round. At 17, we probably we almost could have gotten Ryan, Ryan Kelly. I think actually he won 18 overall last year. Um, but uh, I, I ch- I, I've, been, I've been following the centers. I, I don't think we'll be tempted there. Um, there is a there's an inside linebacker out of Vanderbilt, Zach Cunningham. I, I will do names for college. Uh, Zach Cunningham, he's like six three two. He's an animal. A billion pounds. He's an animal. He's an animal. And he is a middle of the first we round. We need a D guy. lineman, yeah. a linebacker. Oh, or a I know. I know, yeah. but that's not start. happening. That's not how we draft. It's it's we not fundamentally how he's worked ever for one second of his life. Yeah, T, I'm, I'm talking about guys who I if think Jake will, Butt is available. Yeah. If he thinks Jake Butt is the best football player. That's what he will do. That's proven. He said that. That's what he does. He's always done it. Yeah. He's never done different. And that's what we believed in the last few years we thought was great about improving this roster. You plug one hole this year, another one pops up with a contract next year. Well, the, you, you, let me you ask you this, Kevin. The, your tail around the table. Let me ask you this. Do you think, because what I was talking about, T, is that I was actually, I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking about guys who on like the average of the big boards are slated to be right around where we're drafting. If John Ross and Zach Cunningham are both available when we pick, and, and he has John Ross ranked ahead of Zach Cunningham, do you think there's any chance he would give the need of, for linebacker the edge and elevate him above John Ross? All right. I'm not, totally Fundamentally speaking, if yeah. he's got them a hair apart, yep. sure. Okay. Sure. And, he, and then he'll just give the company line, I, I took the best player available. Mm-hmm. And then the guys in the, in the war room will be told to shut the fuck up. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, it's any, if, if he finds a guy that's his guy at any position, this is how he's made his bones. This That's is right. why he is who he is. This is where his reputation comes from. He knows what we need on defense more so than all of us. He knows that. There's different ways to go about it. He's going to draft the best football player available. Yep. I mean, that's – and I, you know what? I like it because it sets us up for the future. But at some point this year, year three, becomes a lot more important of a future than the last two. Well, you rebuild. just put a big damper on a lot of the, the draft talk. What do we no need? Way. Where's it going to be? What's going to be – I mean – It's still factors. Yeah, that's for us to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about exists. it incessantly. Yeah. Incessantly. No, but that's going to be the debate. If Jake Butt is available, and that's a big dude, and you put him on the other side of Jordan Reed, and he's a blocker, and he can catch the ball, now you got a two-way go. You know, that's the positive side of it. Everyone's going to freak out. Hogs Haven's going to explode. It's going to be nuts. Everyone's I'll, go, gonna I'll love it. it. I will love it. Yeah, I know. But I'm telling you, you know this fan base is very, very fickle. People are going to go crazy. They're going to go crazy. Fire McLovin. Fire yep. McLovin. Just fire everyone around here. It's what we do. Kevin, here's the sneaky goodness of the, that debate in, is because draft picks don't cost much. First round draft picks will cost you a little bit, but draft picks are relatively cheap. I think McLovin is sitting across from Kirk's agent and he's like, all right, dude, here's your money. Congratulations. You won. He goes, oh, yeah, but by the way, we're not, we're not giving you guys $80 million. We're not giving Kirk $80 million on the offensive side of the ball. Screw, screw that. You're, you're getting all this money. We're going we're gonna to send the re- a bunch of money on the defensive side, and then he can come back through the draft and, and, and go with that first-round offensive weapon who he's not going to pay a lot for and, and make us better and help a, a, a quarterback who's on the front side. See, if we do sign Kirk Cousins to the long-term deal that I think and hope that we will, it absolutely does open up the, the first round for offense, in my opinion, because the opportunity to pair uh, a, a key offensive weapon with a quarterback on the front side of a long-term deal has all kinds of wisdom and logic. You can justify that up and down. Um, Good luck. 
Good luck. Good luck. I'm but, with you. I'm just yeah. saying good luck. So you move Cravens to safety. You have Josh Norman at, at uh, uh, cornerback. You have Chris Baker on the defensive line. Now you're filling. You, you have and Kerrigan, well, Kerrigan right. and Preston Smith. Okay, but, but I'm saying you have some core guys that you could. I'm trying to make the argument for justifying why you go for that offensive whip in the first round. There isn't one. Well, you, but you, you overpay in free agency for the best guy there is. We hired this guy to is. do a job. He made his bones doing the job this particular way. Yeah. He's not going to all of a sudden do a 180. We're He's gonna, not. We're going to buy someone He's on not. defense. We're going to buy right, someone. That's what I'm Ken's, saying. Ken's yeah. buying into what you're right. saying. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm talking, I'm, 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 we're, I'm, we're all it, together it on this, sense. I think. I'm saying the, the non-us part of the fan base, the people that – everyone's going to lose it. Oh, sure they are. I mean, it's, it's – but It actually is almost inevitable, no matter what happens, that – True. Unless we, hey, we could be it's fifteen and what, what we do. We could be fifteen and zero. It's what we do. It yeah, is. Yeah. Don't say we, do. we though, because it's that's we loose. Know that's a, we that's a loose term because we are base. part of that. But yeah. I think we're on a, you know, I don't think we know more than them. I just think we've been around football and sports and the Redskins long enough to know. All right, let's just take a deep breath. I've seen many Hall of Famers throw game-ending drive interceptions. Yeah. I have. That's not the end-all, be-all. That's yeah. not. That play didn't make us not go to the playoffs. There was a lot of season. It unfolded yep. that way, and unfortunately, that was the, the, final, the final fold. But, man, that gave a lot of people a lot of ammunition to say terrible stuff so on I, Twitter. I just want to take you guys through, you know, as we near the uh, end of our season of After the Whistle, I want to take you guys through a text chain with my group of tailgaters and, you know, some fellow uh, worthy listeners, not quite the listeners in chief that Keegan Tier is, uh, of course, Matty Coon is a close second. Um, Kevin Walsh is bringing up the rear here. LT, I like he's bringing it. it. He's been I like bringing it, it lately. Um, he gets, uh, but he's tickled by it. He's tickled by the whole idea of our podcast. He just wants you to stop. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Callie. So his daughter. I I think that uh, I think that I'm a, I am aghast. I think is the best word I can say at how fast our fellow fans are. Um, trying to run Kirk out of town for for a variety of reasons, and we can get to that. Um, but just to represent kind of the, some some different sides that all of us have got, have talked about on this show, um, you know, you know, James, my, my, our friend James, he's 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 been over Kirk all season. He's been over Kirk last year. So you have a whole segment of Redskins fans who they didn't think he was a good idea to begin with. Um, he hasn't. Won them over, and, and they're and they are completely and utterly unwilling to dedicate twenty five or more million dollars of salary cap space to this guy over a long term period of time, and they're going to throw up uh, when this deal goes down. And I don't know how to console that or or bring that that back because I I just I don't I don't understand I don't understand how we can be Redskins fans for any long period of time and not recognize. That this guy, not only is, is is he the best guy that we've seen, this whole offense is built around him. It's the he's he he's been our quarterback. Everyone says, "Oh, I, I want a guy to be here, you know, for the long haul. I want I want our Tom Brady. I want our this and that. I, I want you know I want to build something with somebody." And I'm like, "He's been here for five years. He's a he's a five year Redskin veteran, Dude. and we're talking about the next five year deal." All of a sudden, now you're talking about the prospect of a 10-year guy who is never anywhere but ours and here. I want to wear 34-34 jeans, 
But sometimes you yeah. just got to squeeze into a different size. I mean, I yeah, I know I, what we all want. Stay they're with They're it. not just passing out Tom Brady's at Macy's. I mean, it's just not happening. Uh, we haven't had anyone in 20 years to come close to play at this level. But now I'm getting nervous that maybe there's a chance he's not coming back. Yeah. And I, I, I want I it. I think there is I, I something to say I about it. whether he does truly want to That's be That's kind of making me nervous. The yeah. whole, I don't. how do you like me now, it takes on a different... This a is different, you know. I, no, mean, I don't think whoa, so. Whoa, whoa, what was that all about? The I mean, hooey. The, the, maybe it's not something like McLuhan that? said to him. Maybe this it's something McLuhan said to his agent that got to Kurt. No. Have we ever I mean, been more obsessed know. with a nerdy white guy? We don't in the know, but that was uncomfortable. No, no, no. The we do know. White cross we do culture. Know. We know this guy. We've known this guy from the second he came in. He's clean cut. He's a choir boy. He's a dog choir adopting. boy. We he, don't know about that. Comment, we're obsessed what that with a nerd. Really meant. That's what I meant. Think a damn good quarterback who who deserves it. But man, have you ever talked about the nerdiest white guy in the world as much as we've done this? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. now he's saying I haven't been. Rec- I haven't had a chance to play for who I wanted to since I chose to go to Michigan State nine years ago, however long it was. Yeah. Clinton Portis dresses up as Coach Janky Spanky and walks into the locker room and does a crazy press conference, and no one's like, oh, man, he's that's a subtle undertone uh, pr- subconscious <laughs> message against the entire Redskins franchise. But Kirk Cousins quotes Mr. Poopy McButthole of <laughs> Rick and Morty, and everyone's like, oh, my God, did you hear that? That, that guy has it in for the Washington Redskins. South, Southeast them. Jerome was terribly offended. Yes, Southeast Jerome, oh, my gosh. You know, there he was an activist. Um so I, I, what else? Do, we've been. And he's entertained us. Uh, he he's played at a high level. I, he's our guy. Everyone's, we and and we paid him twenty million dollars to prove it, and he proved it. And if the Redskins dance any more than they've already danced, they, you know, as I told these guys, you know, the Redskins created this. They put him on the one year prove it deal, which was their right, and they did it. And he went out and proved it. They have no choice but to pay him. To be, I mean, to be real, I think there's still, and, and I'll put myself in one of those categories, in that category. I think McLuhan could still be someone who thinks that he, he is the guy, like, because there is nothing better to go with now. He is capable of taking you to a Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, the odds may be that he, when it's all said and done, is still going to leave you wanting. Well, wanting more. But don't you think now we should have signed him last year when we all wanted to? I mean, did he did he go forward? I don't, I, did he I prove it to you more this year than he did? No, he is who he thought he was. He did the same damn thing. I think he improved, but he did the same damn thing. Now all of a sudden, now we're up against it because we had to hold off last year. We hesitated, and he who hesitates is lost, and I think that's what's happened here. And now we're stuck. And like we talked about at the beginning of the year, T, three of the top five rushers in the NFL did not make the playoffs. Three of the top five overall defenses are not in the playoffs. Seven of the top passing offenses were in the playoffs. Seven of the top eight, the Redskins were the only team in the top eight in passing that are not in the playoffs. I mean, it's trending That's towards awesome you need this. You need this guy. We need this guy. This is how the new NFL is. This is what we and I'm need. I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing that. I said that there's a, there's a fear of mine that at the end of it all, he's still going to leave you wanting more. Oh, no, you know what, T? I don't like I that, totally, why that bad taste with the with the with the, the throwing the, the, the interception at the I end. I totally of the game agree with that sentiment. The Giants. That that sentiment's out there. I totally agree. I hear that yeah. constantly, T. I hear it constantly. And and I hate it. I hate it because and I love you. And you take them now because you so you're right. Well, but who else is there? You can't there's you want a Super just, Bowl like win. Like you said, there's not another Tom Brady coming around the corner. He's so he his he's performed at such a high level that it 
you always want you, you want to, you want to have the number one guy. Everyone wants to have the number one guy, and if you don't have the number one guy, anyone who's not the number one guy will leave you wanting more. Because as soon as you see Tom Brady play, as soon as you see uh, you know Brett Favre play Aaron at Rogers, his highest levels, Aaron Rodgers, two year stats mirror Kirk's. Yeah. Uh, it's absurd how close yeah. they are, and every like a couple yards apart, completions apart, and touchdowns apart, and interceptions. Yeah. There, it's like it's the same damn thing. If you put them both up there with no name underneath of it, you wouldn't know who's who. As soon as you see those guys play, you, all you can think of is, "Man, I want that. I want that." So anyone who's not that is going to leave you wanting more. But there's a whole lot of room underneath that ceiling, underneath that you know tier, that will make your team really, really good for a really long time, uh, and. The, the Redskins owe it to themselves. This is where I, I, I told these I break out my kind of flimsy RG3 logic um, at this, this kind of like on the back end of this whole thing, which is to say, you know, he made, I thought his comments were somewhat harebrained when he talked about wanting the, the organization to believe in him. You know, I, you know, he was talked about, what well, you know, Tom Brady and uh, guys like that, you know, they got the organization believing in them with like long-term contracts. Now, I'm not trying to show Kirk Cousins respect with a long-term contract, but in my heart, I believe a long-term deal does more than just provide stability and security to one player, Kirk Cousins. I think it brings the whole team together around the security and stability of, of having a franchise quarterback. And you put it to bed. And you say, you know what? We got this. It's done. Now, you know, now we're going to focus on building other parts of our team because, because you know what? We're, we're good enough on offense. And, that, and, and that, not saying a bad thing and not being complacent yeah. or content. We are beyond good enough on offense with him. Yeah. And I think Kirk also has the capacity to grow a lot more, to learn from mistakes, to get better because he has continued to get better. Um, I think he has that capacity in him, which does give him the qualities that can win a Super Bowl. You know, I, I'm, I'm sort of wavering on that fence. I still have that fear that, that he could leave you wanting more at the end of it all, that he doesn't have it at the clutch, at, at the clutch time, you know, when the, when the game's on the line. He, he, you know, twice, he's had some clutch performances. He's had some clutch performances, but have they been, you know, well, look, at the, the latest one wasn't the best. No, it wasn't. You know? And I talk numbers a lot, and that's just because it's, you know, it's fun. I'm into it, but I don't that's think the that best means way anything. To yeah, it's, uh, but I'm not a numbers guy, so to speak. Right. It's just more fun to talk about because his numbers mirror Aaron Rodgers, but he is not Aaron Rodgers. No. So I just want to be clear about that. And that's where there's you know a little left, you know, a little meat on that bone that yep. you're talking about. Yep. Uh, I'd like to see Kirk be able to extend plates with his legs and make some off schedule stuff happen. I mean, it's great if you could He's put up a little better, forty, you know, four thousand plus yards a year. But if you're not doing it when it actually really matters to get your team into the playoffs in the last game of the season, you know, next year and the year after that, you know, if you're doing the, the Romo thing, you're doing, you, you, you're all glitz and glamour throughout the, throughout the year. And then Drop at the, the end, when it, yeah, then, then, you, then you just totally, you know, screw the pooch at the end of the year when it really matters. I mean, you know, that we haven't seen that yet. You know, the Redskins T, haven't been in that many positions yet. But, but to it's your, also not the Jason Campbell thing. No, or, no, no. no, no. Right. You know, to T's point, as a Kirk Cousins supporter, lover, yeah. fan, you know, uh, in his tank, or you know, certainly want things to go in that direction. Let me let me verbalize as as someone who also loves Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'll compare numbers, and I and I love that Kirk Cousins' numbers are in that in that range because that means um, because th- those are you know those those. Uh, fuel those yards and all those numbers that Kirk Cousins has produced fuel our offense. But when you watch Aaron Rodgers on Sunday, you expect him to make the play 
that he goes on and makes. Yeah. When, whenever he does, and then in the next play, like you expected it. Kirk Cousins is not to that level yet. No, you're not watching Kirk no, Cousins. Roger Swag is on the field, not walking through the huddle yelling at someone some cool thing. Yeah, he, he's not there yet. You know, and, and, I'll, and I'll I love Kirk that. too. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. wasn't trying to. Because yeah, yeah. I do, I do. But there's something right now that's chapping my ass as a Redskins fan, as a, as a as a local guy. He's not coming out and saying, you know, he's saying all the politically correct things to get paid. I get it. He's looking for those coins. He wants to scoop them up, and he's being. I just want to hear him say, I love it here. I've really grown here. I've yeah, learned to love the area. I know, I know we're not, and it's kind, of, it's kind of bothering me because I don't want him to, you know, he doesn't have to come out here and just, you know, wave the white flag and surrender at the negotiating and I, and table, I, but just, just give a little credit. Just say, I've enjoyed my experience here. He's not even doing that. Let's just also throw out the whole Kyle. You know, oh, BFF. No, sure. no, no. Yeah, but, you know, if Kyle's in San Francisco or he's in Denver, I mean, those are going to be really attractive places for Kirk. He has no control. And then Cut. I know what. Then you franchise him. But then what if he's like, trade me? Yeah. Well, then someone's going to have to Get come with a, a first and here. a third and throw no, us no, a no, life. I two do firsts. not want yeah. to first. be here. Uh, uh, yeah, it's two first or that nothing. ain't happening because yeah. that Kyle ain't doing that. He yeah. sat and saw that go down <laughs> around these parts not yeah. so long ago. It's two first or nothing. Yeah, that's that's. Hey, if someone does that, it's a worst case scenario. I still wouldn't do it personally. Um, ooh, ooh, oh, ask the man. Rams how they how, how that trade worked out for them. I know, but man, Jeff Fisher's foodie mustache is a little different than having McLovin in the war room. <laughs> there you go, Gip. That's how strongly I believe in in our offense. I agree. I, I, I kind of end all my arguments with my with my my tailgate friends and all these guys by by simply repeating, you know, it's what I think is the core of my belief in Kirk Cousins, which is to say. Uh, our, neither our team nor our offense are in rebuild or restart mode no. at all. No, no, Ken, this is based on the premise that he does not want to be here. There is no rebuilding This is anymore. based on the premise that him and Kyle, that's what I was talking about. Oh. I'm not saying that. Okay. This is based okay. on the premise that him and Kyle are in cahoots, and they're going to either go to San Fran or Denver. Trust me, I'm a full oh. believer in Kirk. I, I'm saying if he a, wants to there's jump a name ship. For that. There's a name for that. It's, it's the Kurt stance. Kurt Stack. The Kirk Stack? Kurt, no, Kurt, well, Kurt Stack is, is the name of the individual who, who that position is named after. I hope he listens. Um, he, he has all the negative scenarios. Big, oh, yeah, you know, is he going to go play for Kyle? Or, or uh, you know, let Cleveland pay him $28 million to go, you know, they're going to pay, pay us through the nose right. to get him. Or, or so uh, I think that's a he doesn't want to be here. Kirk. He doesn't want to be here. I, I think that's a mistake if, for if Kirk. I think, I think that's why Kyle Shanahan's such an important piece of the whole puzzle. Might not be a very big piece, but it's a piece of the puzzle in that. Kirk needs people to believe in him, and Kyle believes in him. I believe Jay no, Gruden, Gruden believes in him. Believe Jay T, that's, believes that's, in that's, him. that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Jay's not necessarily. We don't know if Jay's the guy that gets to make the decision. Oh, he does. He, he likes to think on he the, has on a, offense, he's a piece of the decision. That, and really, that's my answer to but the Kurt the GM Stack. GM seems to be the guy that makes those calls. The Kurt Stack position, to me, the answer is. Why would why wouldn't you, as a professional in your job, not want to work at a place where you, everyone around you has been put in place to make you better, the, where all of the ideas and philosophies and core principles of what f- makes the offense go are tailored to your strengths? Um, and it, it, there's no quarterback or head coach more tied together than Jay Gruden and Kirk Cousins. Jay Gruden kicked our three first round pick. Uh, you know, four-year hype machine stepped on the owner's sponsorship toes. owner's boy out of town for Kirk Cousins. There's no more linkage you can get between right. a head coach and, and, a, and a quarterback. They are in it. They believe in each other. I promise you, they are. There's bunk beds in that room. You know what I'm saying? Like they, it's old school. I think these guys are tied together for the long haul. 
I do believe the Redskins will stroke the check. Whatever whatever that number is, it's just gonna get it's just gonna happen. Um and, and I, I do think we'll it's see. not that, it's not that he wants to be here more than he wants to be. I mean, I think he just wants to be a professional quarterback, but certainly he wants to be in a place that's been made for well, him. It doesn't Sounds stop like he at wants McClellan. to be strokes but it doesn't to stop for at a guy a, who I didn't think needed that. It doesn't stop at McClellan. I think it's Dan Snyder, too. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't think Dan Snyder was ever really a Kirk guy and no. vice versa. And, you know, that's hard to play for a guy, a guy's organization that you just don't respect. Yeah, you know, this is, this is a respect issue. Well, he's about to get a lot of respect. We'll see, in the form That's of we'll see. in the form That's of true. zeros. Hey, if we do franchise him and he has a little thing with with Kyle out there, and they want to drop off two and <laughs> two life preservers for with first round written on him back our way, that would be miraculous. It's going to take more than that for me, but I I understand that and I, that that I that sacrilege, yeah, to myself. Uh, and, and my belief in the draft and my belief in McLovin right. to but, not take right. two first rounders for Kirk Cousins, I wouldn't. No, I, I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But I don't want the, the guy. If it's like a Champ Bailey situation, want to be here. If it's like a Champ Bailey situation, he walks into the office and he's like, yeah. "Get me out of here because everything, my whole entire everything is about to go terrible if you don't get me out of here right this second. The three of us have no idea what's really going on behind those walls. Wait, that's not true. Matt Real Deal Seal tells us everything. T. Well, he may he may have some insight. Secrets. Hey, seriously, glad we you don't woke up for this. We don't. We, we don't. We don't. And, <laughs> and, it's, I mean, and it's a hundred million dollar negotiation. Could be thick. It's a hundred million dollar negotiation, and it only takes a few people, you know, for for the tensions to really suck. Yeah, and, but and for it to screw. Everything I gotta up. think he's a teammate guy first, and I gotta think he gets along. I'm not with his necessarily teammates saying and, it's his fault, but we've heard him mic'd up. Golly gee, Tim, you did great today. Look at you out there. Your tie matches your pants. Look at your shoes. Yeah, but you also know you also know what it takes yeah. to be a good quarterback. And there's got to yeah. be a little bit a little bit of a, a borderline confidence cockiness to you. Yeah, he has you're the nerdiest confident. swag in the game. Yeah, you're, you're very confident in yourself. Yeah, and and if you don't feel like you're being given the same respect that you think you deserve, yeah. it's hard to go play for somebody and have the heart into it. And maybe he does want to go. Worst case else. scenario, he's Philip Rivers. Worst case scenario, he's Philip Rivers. There, I said it. Ooh. Oh, he's got he's got oh, some work boy, to do. Weird. He does have some work to do. It's kind of out of left field, isn't it? I'm just saying. If you, you're, you, well, you, I love a Philip Rivers. I've always been a Philip Rivers. Rivers just, his, Rivers just had his ninth kid, so Kirk better get cracking, baby. Yeah, they are. They do. Uh, I'm just. I've saying, always been a Philip Rivers fan. You have a high. I think he's a very good quarterback. Too, who's been unfortunately said. in a bad Kirk's organization for ten more years. Yeah, your guy from day one for the long haul. What you're saying is he is Rivers. We should certainly keep him around these parts for a while. So yeah, oh, I I I I can't say it any more ways. Um, I think we we all know how I feel about that. We at this beat point this horse. We course. beat this horse to death for a Tuesday night. For a Tuesday night, and also for a season. And, and I I will congratulate us on not going. This this was this conversation was really saved for the most part. You, you remember, you guys, we had we had this conversation at multiple times uh, at the end of last season and at the multiple times going into free agency where we beat each other up over Kirk Cousins the entire time. We tabled it uh, for, the, for the most part over the season. We, we are back in the thick of it. Uh, don't, I don't use the word blame, but the Redskins created this situation, and now they're, they're roosting in it, and we'll see how they handle it. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that they handle it by um, you know, keeping our guy, but, but we'll see. Um, and I want to, uh, so I think that's a good thing for us that we, you know, we saved. This is a, this is a terrible conversation that's been hanging over people's heads all season long. Um, and I think we've handled it, you know, T, come on, we've handled it great. Let's be honest. On after the whistle, sure, for the most part, 
I yeah. think we've decided that this gameplay you know, is, is, is fluid. It is fluid. <laughs> but it, on all ends. If you want to look at it as a TV show, yes, uh, let's do that. You, you want to say actually this year was brilliant because I think we're all uh, to repeat a phrase that we already use is wanting more. Uh, a TV show more. wants you to come. back. According yourself, a TV show wants you to come back for the for the eyes and the attention. And dun, I think dun, dun. as disappointing as it was at the finale of this season, I think it's it it. it Redskins fans are back into that, you know, we're, we're getting close mode. We're, 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 we're ready to get into that playoff mode and, and, and be more consistent. Absolutely. Every, a lot of I things the big picture are and coming the, back. And the series itself yeah. beyond this season has people. After the whistle is coming set. back next September, we'll, we'll be ready to cover season 85. Donde esta? Senior Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be covering an exciting cast, and, and uh, we know there'll be some. I was going to say, is he going to blow that whistle? <laughs> we know there's going to be some new faces. Hopefully, um, hopefully, the the change in roster chemistry. I, I don't know. I have this. I have this philosophy or this belief that Jay Gruden's coaching style is still kind of metamorphosizing, um, and and he need he the roster is just almost there for him. It's just almost there for him. I I really do think. He's our guy. Um, yeah, I think it's bullshit that people are saying that he's, he's maybe not the guy. He is the guy. He's our guy. I agree. Come on. Uh, so, so, Tony, it's not even worth talking about. Yeah, no, just move not. on. No, we're going to come back. We're going to come back next year. But after the whistle ends, uh, but I'd also like to take this opportunity to welcome everybody to a new season of programming from the Audible, which uh, we'll be covering this offseason. We'll, and as, as an offseason that is just right on the edge of really greatness, this franchise being on potential greatness. Um, so, James, you say, are we all – I said uh, that we're not, we're, not, we're not in blow-up mode. We're not in restart mode. And he said, well, are we, are we in possibly winning a Super Bowl next year mode, Ken, he said. And you know, my answer to that is possibly, possibly. And, and for that reason, I, I think that our offseason show – is, is aptly named Off Season on the Brink. And Damn. we'll be coming all, all, you know, all winter and spring at you with free agency, with uh, draft. We're going we're gonna to beat the draft to death. We're going to have some awesome guests. Uh, we have some former players coming on to talk about, you know, the Redskins, but also uh, just general fun D.C. sports stuff. Um, and we're excited about that. So to everybody on Hogs Haven, to everybody... Uh, who is checking us out on iTunes? I guess we got you know the LTs of the world. The LT, you're not, you're not bringing up the rear anymore. LT, you're sitting in the, you're sitting in first class. You know if you're getting a listener mention, you're you're in the first class section all day up there with Keegan Tier, who may have to start putting on his stewardess costume and, and serving that first class section. I want to I want to have pizza with Sounds Kevin. Perfect for LT's fortieth birthday. I want to have. Pizza with Kevin and his family the other day, and he goes, "It's weird." When I sat at the table, he goes, it's "Weird." I feel like we've been talking to here, talking to you all day, I've been listening to you talk all day. So yeah, he's he's on board. Yeah, I love it. I want to say uh, a special thank you to Matt, the real deal seal. Peach, peach, are very sweaty. I want to say thank you to Tim Strachan. Thank you, buddy, and Kevin Ricca. Thank you very much. This was an awesome uh, season, our first season. I can't wait for season two. We are going to put all these together. And do and probably just have it somewhere where you can just listen to 
all of them together. Season yeah. one. Bin- sure binge listen. DVD. Yes, that's right. Blu-ray. Maybe we have some uh, uncensored uh, photographs. A great off-season gift. Absolutely. Just in time for holiday season. Um, uh, so I'm Ken Marangolo. This was The Audible.